0: Uh, we're in Torah portion number 50 today uh, out of Deuteronomy 26. And it just so happens that uh, 50 is a special number On uh, in God's world. It's the number of jubilee. Anybody ever heard of the biblical event and concept of jubilee? Uh, that's when every captive is set free. There's great freedom released, amen? There's a great uh, outpouring of redemption and restoration and restitution uh, that takes place. And so uh, 50 uh, this week represents all of that and anything else you want to add to it, but claim it by faith. See it possess it, own it and enter into it. That's the uh, the name of today's Torah study, Kai Tavo when you enter in and it's so important that you and I have that mindset we're entering into some things supernaturally. We're not just human beings having a spiritual experience. all right? We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Different way of looking at things. And so, uh, God has a great outpouring. Uh, And it's no coincidence that it links in today to one of the great chapters in all the Bible, Old or New Testament, Deuteronomy 28. And Deuteronomy 28 speaks of the blessings that will come upon you when you hearken to the voice of the Lord. Who likes blessing? Who wants more blessing? You have a right to expect that as a covenant partner with the Lord. Amen? Uh, So, before we read Deuteronomy 28, a little bit of it anyways... Uh, I want to talk a a little bit in general terms about the blessing. How many of you realize today that the blessing of the Lord is what makes you rich? Amen. Amen. He makes you rich. He's the one that brings the blessing. Amen, Psalm 35:27 says that the Lord takes pleasure in prospering his servants. Amen. Have you ever pictured a smiling Lord, a happy Jesus, a happy Almighty God? Yeah. He takes pleasure in blessing you, prospering you. Luke chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus teaches that it's our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Amen? And it's a big kingdom. (laughs) And it's full of every spiritual, every physical, every financial blessing. But the foundation of everything when it comes to the blessing is it's the Lord Himself is the blessing. He is the blessing. So when we're talking about this concept of blessing today, we have to realize that every gift comes from a giver. Thus, it's important to realize that we seek first the giver, not just the gift. Are we good with that? That's the priority. That's how it flows. Just because your name is uh, Jimmy doesn't need you. You always have to walk around saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Jimmy. There's got to come a time where we realize as mature believers, Lord, I love You. You are the blessing in my life. And every good and perfect gift that You have comes from You. So I worship You and praise You and glorify Your name. Who's willing to do that today? Then give the Lord a big praise right where you're at. Amen? And so... Once you get it settled, that serving God isn't some kind of get-rich-quick scheme. Okay? Uh, once you get it settled, I don't have any hidden motives or hidden agendas in all of this. Alright? Uh, once we work through whatever we came into Christianity with, all the baggage that we... Once we work through all that and realize, I'm going to live a life of integrity... I'm going to live an honorable life. Then we can move forward. Amen? How many of you are grateful that Jesus went to great lengths to secure the blessing in our lives? That's why it's a blood-bought blessing. Yeah? Amen. And He did that for you. He did that for me. He did it so that we could come out of darkness. So that though we were blind, now we have eyes to see. He brought us out of sin. Can someone say hallelujah? If that's all Jesus did, we couldn't praise and worship Him enough. Is that your attitude today? If Jesus didn't promise anything else but that you could be set free from sin and make heaven your home, that ought to get you dancing and shouting and clapping and screaming. But He came not only to forgive every sin, to break every curse, but to connect us, reconnect us to every promise of God. We were alienated from the promises of God because of sin. We had no covenants. Now we have a covenant with the Almighty. Amen? And His intention is for you and I to be blessed. But not just for our own enjoyment. This is where the prosperity message has kind of gone astray. we, We thought prosperity was for me, my wife, my two kids, us four, and no more. Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the lid until Jesus comes. But the blessing is to advance the gospel, to build the kingdom. To be a blessing to those that are more vulnerable, less fortunate, who people that are at risk, beginning in your own home Amen. with your own family. Amen. Now look, I, I understand we got in laws and outlaws. <laughs> and I gotta continually remind myself be a blessing to the I mean the in laws. <laughs> be a blessing to those that get under my skin. Amen? I didn't get many amens. I got a ha, and I got a laugh, and a holy murmur. <laughs> Amen? And, and it also allows us, the blessing is meant to allow us the luxury of more time to study Torah. Bible. The Gospel. Amen? And the blessing is the gateway to the supernatural. We are not just natural beings. Now that we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is within us, we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us and upon us, flowing out of us like a river of living water. That's supernatural. Now, the devil and the world will try to dumb all that down, and all of a sudden, we're seeing the world through the devil's eyes, or the news media's eyes, or Facebook's eyes, or our, uh, you know, wh- whosoever's eyes. Let's see things through the eyes of the Lord God Almighty and His Son Jesus Christ. That's supernatural. And it's that kind of mindset that will take you places you can't get to on your own. Right? There's a level of blessing. You can try to get, get educated and we should get educated. Uh, but your your degree and your status and position in life really doesn't guarantee you anything. Right? There's people that have Harvard degrees that are baristas at Starbucks because there's no future in just trying to get a degree and get out there and do something without the blessing of God. But when you have the blessing of God, doesn't matter what side of the tracks you came from. Doesn't matter what color your skin is. Doesn't matter male or female, Jew or Gentile, the power and promises of God are for those that will believe. Do we have any believers? It's good to be a believing believer. Not just a believer in name only. But you actually believe. When the going gets tough, the tough believe. Amen? Amen? The blessing allows for amazing things to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. We all need the blessing of great joy and great peace and great love. And for those of us with children and grandchildren living at home, great patience. (laughs) The blessing of God brings you the mind of God. The mind of Christ, where you're thinking like Christ thinks. You're seeing the world like He sees the world. Amen? That's revelation knowledge. Today, while we're here at church, may God fill you with a flow of revelation knowledge that sees beyond the natural, that sees with the eye of faith. That's a blessing. Rather than to be locked in to a mindset, a philosophy, an ideology that is rooted in the world, or rooted in politics, or rooted in what mama said. Now maybe, probably what mama said was good, but maybe everything mama said wasn't so good. Holy Ghost, Word of God, help me to sort all of that out. Eat the meat, spit out the bone, right? And so this is the blessing, divine favor, divine health. How are you going to fight your battles? With the blessing on your side. And we'll read some of this. God is going to... Oh, there's inflation! Interest rates are up! The world's going mad! God can even cause you to prosper in a famine with high inflation... Some way, somehow, all of a sudden, somebody deposits something into your account. Well, how does that ha- I don't have to understand how it all happens. When you got in your car today, did you understand when you turned the ignition on? Everything that happened to make the car run, you just bought it by faith started my car by faith put it into drive i wasn't thinking about does the transmission work does this work does that work so it is in the kingdom you don't have to figure everything out just believe be a believing believer for a change now i know i'm speaking to the choir here you are turn and tell somebody we're believers So, we're talking about the blessing. Amen. What makes the blessing of God possible? And uh, we're just laying a general foundation here. And I love this the blessing of the Lord on your life will promote you even when you aren't qualified in the natural. Well, I can't believe that. You better believe that. What's your alternative? Woe is me party? No. I'm believing God will open doors that no man can open and and He'll shut things out of my life that no man can shut. When the world says you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not educated enough, you're not this, you're not that, God will promote you. Because you've been faithful, you've been loyal, you've been dedicated. Now, don't think you can go out and live like the devil and still walk in the blessing of God. That's a lie. I'll show the Beelzebub, Uncle Bub says, I'll show you how you can live like the devil and still make heaven your home. Doesn't work that way, right? But if you've had some setbacks and some struggles, God will change all of that. He'll reverse the curse. He'll cause your light to shine in darkness. Amen? And even when you're surrounded by enemies. Did you know you have enemies? Powers and principalities behind the veil. And then sometimes it's just people in your own peer group that reminds you why you can't get ahead. Why this will never work for you. Why you can't accomplish the dream that God put in. It'll never happen for you. And if they're in your peer group, give them a pink slip. (laughs) Here's your pink slip, pal. You either start speaking positive, we'll give you a chance. But if you keep speaking negative over my life, I'm going to have to talk to you maybe once or twice a year on holidays. But as for the steady diet, I can't have that steady diet of negativity, why I can't, why it won't work, why God won't do it. Can't have that over my life. Do you believe that today? Because, see, that's what the devil uses to stop you from getting where God wants you to go. So when you're living in the blessing, you're a light in a dark world. And people will be naturally drawn to you, won't they? Right? They're going to want what you have. I hope right now people want what you have. I hope they're not thinking, is there a cure for what you have? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Christian. Is there a cure for that? (laughs) Yeah? So check yourself, right? This is a great. What's church for to check yourself? Look in the mirror of God's Word and see, where am I hitting the mark? And where am I missing the mark? Oh, that's condemning. No, that's freedom. Because once you know, if it's broken, you need to get it fixed. And the only one who can fix it is the one that created it. So praise God, we have a covenant blessing. And we have every right to expect every covenant promise. You have a right as a believer in Jesus Christ that every covenant promise will manifest in your life. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen because a famous preacher came to town and went, BAM! That can ignite something. But it comes down to our willingness to partner with God. How much of a partnership do you have with the Lord God Almighty? I see him once in a while. I talk to him every now and then Christmas, Easter, a couple of times here and there. That's not much of a partnership. And a lot of times the reason that people struggle and don't advance uh, is because their partnership isn't too strong. The stronger your partnership is, it's usually rooted in your word level. Okay? So when you begin to partner with God... That's when the blessings begin to manifest and you get what the cowboys need today, some momentum. (laughs) Can you give us some momentum, cowboys? When you factor in that you're in agreement with the Word of God, do you agree with the Word of God or do you argue with the Word of God? Because out of agreement comes obedience. Following the principles, adhering to the standards, ordering your life in a way that lines up with all the different aspects of the things of God. That's not legalism. That's wisdom. Right? Now you're starting to factor in not only the Word of God, but when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you get the power and anointing of God on you, and you suddenly realize, I've got Holy Ghost power in me! Anything's possible then. Right? And we're reminding ourselves of that. Yeah, because we're leaky vessels. Right? Amen. But today we're getting refilled. Amen. And so, Deuteronomy 28, one of the great chapters in all the Bible, the Lord lays out the blessings and the curses. That would come upon Israel, and since we're grafted in, would come upon us, depending on whether we're following the Bible, the Torah, or not. Am I a Christian in name Well, I was born in Texas. I'm a Christian. I'm glad you're born in Texas. You're a Texan. God bless Texans. But there needs to be something a little bit more. We call it born again. Amen? So, it's all dependent on whether you follow the things of God or not. Are those divine principles for you, or just kind of when I feel like it and when it's convenient? The world calls it situational ethics. At any given moment, at any given time, depending on how I feel about it, are my values and ethics, right or wrong, doesn't matter. It just depends on how I feel. God said, you walk by faith in my word and not by the feelings of your flesh. All right, so we're all heading in that direction, agreed? We're all going in that direction today. You watching by Zoom or on the podcast, are you with us? Say amen at home. And just a side note, this isn't for eternal life. I mean, eventually that will evolve. This is for abundant life. Two different things. So let me read, uh, there's many translations. Uh, I want to read from the Living Bible, Deuteronomy 28, and get us all amped up. You want to get lathered up? Let's get more lathered up here than I'll be lathered up when I'm at the cowboy game a little bit (laughs) later. And I'll be lathered up. (laughs) Verse 1, Deuteronomy 28, Living Bible. Mark this with a big X or circle, Deuteronomy 28, highlighted in your own Bible. If you fully obey all these commandments of the Lord your God, the laws I am declaring to you today, God will transform you into the greatest nation in the world. That promise came true for Israel and America. America better remember that. And we better vote for people that will honor that. Don't be sending people to office with your vote that could care less about what we're talking about today. Well, there's a separation. No, there ain't no separation. Because if they're anti-Christ, if they're atheistic, they're going to pass laws that are not going to transform us into the greatest nation. They're going to weaken us, and we're going to decline morally and ethically, financially, and every other E and it's for me and my house on our watch, we're not going to let that happen. I hope you join with me. Verse 2, these are the blessings that will come upon you if you fully obey. If. Blessings in the city. Blessings in the field. Many children. Ample crops. Large flocks and herds. Blessings of fruit and bread. Blessings when you come in. Blessings when you go out. Alright, so ad lib those things any way you want. Because God's Word has 70 facets according to ancient Jewish wisdom. Like a diamond that has all these different facets. The Word of God has many facets. And so here, a big chunk of this is talking about financial and physical material blessing. If we're struggling to use our faith to keep our car running, our electricity on, and food in the fridge, it's just hard to get beyond that. Hungry bellies have no ears for the gospel. That includes yours. Verse 7, the Lord will defeat your enemies before you. They'll march out together against you, but scatter before you in seven different directions. If anybody wants to talk about what the devil is doing, read them Deuteronomy twenty-eight seven. Stop hanging around people that are dancing to the the devil's tune. Well, the devil did this, and the devil did this, and the devil, 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 devil did that. No, 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 no! Don't do that. Thank you. I got excited getting ready for the cowboy game, and what better place than in church? A blood-bought Bible-believing, God-worshipping, devil-stomping, pew-jumping church. Tongue-talking. The Lord will bless you with good crops and healthy cattle and prosper everything you do. He will change you into a holy people dedicated to Himself. This He has promised to do if you will only obey Him and walk in His ways. That's not legalism, folks. All the nations in the world shall see that you belong to the Lord, and they will stand in awe. America! America! We pray for you that we will continue to be one nation under God, and every elected official will adhere and abide by that, or they'll be removed. Amen. Verse 11 a lot of blessing. You need the amplified Bible. The Lord will give you an abundance of good things in the land, just as He promised. Many children, many cattle, abundant crops. He will open to you His wonderful treasury of rain from the heavens. That's a spiritual outpouring, a favor outpouring, a blessing outpouring of every area. God, give us the vision to see that. Amen? He will bless everything you do. And you shall lend to many nations, but shall not borrow. We need to quit borrowing from China. Let's pass trillion dollar bills, borrow it from China, and then the, uh, uh, the borrower becomes servant to the lender, the Bible says. Stop doing that, America. Verse 13, if you'll only listen and obey the commandments of the Lord God, I am giving you today, He will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall always have the upper hand. I like this kind of God. I don't know what kind of God they're serving anywhere else, but at New Beginnings, we serve a God that loves us and wants to prosper us and bless us and give us the upper hand in everything. Quite a list. And it's part of our covenant. It describes what happens to those people that are under God's umbrella of authority. We're not playing Fleetwood Mac here. You can go your own way. Don't be Fleetwood Mac on me. Don't go your own way. Go God's way. Amen? For Christians, when we read this, you could, we could easily see this as a New Testament version of John 10.10. 10. And in the Amplified Bible, John 10.10 10 says, "...the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance." To the full. Till it overflows. It's that good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Overflowing blessing. Amen. John 10.10. One of the great scriptures in all the Bible is really the short version of Deuteronomy 28. Now, after you get past what we just finished reading in Deuteronomy 28, then there's a lot of curses if you don't. Oh, we're not under that. Oh I beg to differ with you. I just see too many Christians that are living more in the curse and not enough in the blessing. And they don't know what to do to get themselves out of it. Yeah? So thank God He gives us some specifics about what defines abundant life. And, and if you notice, the blessings touch virtually every area of life. Physical, material, financial, spiritual. But what we need to understand is that the flow of that blessing is based on our level of spiritual commitment. If you give a little, you get a little. 2 Corinthians 9. If you give a lot, you get a lot. That's with our tithes and offerings and first fruits, but it's also in spiritual things. If you put in one hour a week into your relationship with the Lord, what more do you expect? I expect everything. Lord... So it's based on our spiritual commitment, first to the Word. Amen? Amen. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe what it says I can do. I believe what it says I can become. I thank you, Lord, that the Word of God is alive and powerful in my life. It's the supreme authority. It's the answer to every question. I love my Bible. I carry my Bible. I treasure my Bible. It's the living Word of God. And out of that will flow what to do with your life, the will of God for your life, His divine purposes. There's general things and specific things. Amen? Now... uh, Let me read from the New Living Translation, Deuteronomy 28.1. If you fully obey the Lord your God, and carefully keep all of His commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You, someone say me, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord if we obey the laws of God, the principles, the guidelines. And so, ancient Jewish wisdom interprets this as a promise that if people will obey God's commandments, God will hear their prayers. But the foundation of it all is that we're willing to submit ourselves to a higher authority. That's what's wrong with secular government. Secular government thinks they're the highest authority. They don't believe that we have inalienable rights that were not given to us by some king or some president or some body of uh, legislators in Washington, D.C. You didn't decide all of this. God decided all of this. And he's given me inalienable rights to pursue life and liberty and happiness. But that can only happen when our higher authority is Almighty God. And that includes the Word of God. When people say, I'm not getting blessed, they're telling on themselves. Because God's Word is true, let every man be a liar. God's Word will not return void, but it will accomplish everything that was prayed and spoken in faith. Now it may not happen by... Uh, kick-off. Sometimes you have to tarry. Sometimes it takes some things to get worked out. And it might take a year to get that thing worked out. In the meantime, what are we doing between believing and receiving? Are we belly aching and moaning and whining and crying and criticizing and living like the world lives? Or are we walking by faith? walking with joy, walking with vision, walking with hope. You need to become the Pope of Hope. Boom! You're the Pope of Hope. So obviously, Almighty God and the Word of God are the highest authority. I I pray and hope that's what New Beginnings is all about. Everyone that's sitting in a seat today, I pray that's what they're uh, believing. John 1.1 1, 1 said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word uh, was with God, and the Word was God. So obeying God, and hearing the voice of God, building a relationship with God, is rooted and grounded in knowing God's Word. My sheep know my voice. His voice is the Word of God. His name is above every name, and His word is above every word. According to Holman's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, a definition of biblical obedience is to hear God's word and act accordingly. Right? I hear God's word, but I'm more than just to hear, I act accordingly. If God says to give, we what? If God says to love, we what? If God says to be patient, we're what? And on and on and on. Erdman's Bible Dictionary states that true obedience involves the physical hearing that inspires the hearer and it creates a belief, a trust that in turn motivates the hearer, to act in accordance with the speaker's desires. God spoke this word, and he has desires for you and I. And when we act accordingly, that's when the blessing begins to flow. Amen? Some of the synonyms for obeying God are compliance. Are you God compliant? Where you acquiesce. To the things of God. You're cooperating with the Spirit and the Word of God. You're giving deference to the Word of God. Well, I think this. Well, what does God think? I don't care. What? <laughs> and you're a Christian? No, this is how I feel. Walk by faith, not by feelings. And on and on and on. So, as we get this in our spirits, that we're surrendering to the Word, we're hearkening to the voice of God, what that's talking about is basically we're just following God's plan. Here's God's plan. Here's what He says. Here are His principles. Here's the standards. Here's the guidelines. God said it. That settles it. And hopefully you believe it. But it'll still work even if you don't. Amen. And so, really, this is a picture of grace. Is there grace in the Old Testament? We're just seeing it. Deuteronomy 28 is seeing it. Because grace is receiving what you don't deserve. Grace is divine empowerment to achieve God's goals. Yeah? Grace isn't an opt out card, like you got this opt out card. There's nothing I got to do, brother. You ever tried to build a business with that attitude? I see business people here. Imagine if you, as the boss, were communicating that attitude to all your employees. There's nothing we got to do to build this successful business. Yeah, there's a lot you got to do. Remember, we're talking about abundant life. Down on the ground while we're still around. We're not talking about eternal life. That happens in a twinkling of an eye. But abundant life is a lifelong journey of learning and doing and learning and doing and learning and doing. Sounds like too much work. Well, let me tell you, the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. Amen. I got one that's right. Got a holy laugh, and everybody else, I'm not sure I'm buying into this thing. God is saying, in exchange for your compliance, in exchange for your cooperation, in exchange for your partnership, I'm going to give you every covenant promise. You'll have access the keys to the kingdom, to every covenant promise. But if it all happened by automatic, then we'd all have it. Why don't we all have it? Because we're missing things in the process. There's broken links in the chain. Right? There's, the bridge is out! (laughs) But I thank God... That uh, He gives us His blessing even at times where in the natural, it's not logical that the blessing could ever happen. God loves us so much. His grace is so powerful. His Word will overcome so much in our lives that even though there's no logical way it could ever work out, God will find a way for it to work out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God created us to walk in the blessing? Amen. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes down to us from God our Father. Amen. Philippians 4.19 says, Our God shall supply all of our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You get those kind of Scriptures working in you, and you're working that thing, you're working that thing, you're working that thing. All of a sudden, faith grows, vision grows, the power of God grows, your ability to know that there's nothing impossible. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I can do all things through my Messiah. Nothing will be impossible. Yeah, get hyped up. Right? If I'm going to get hyped up for the Cowboys, I better get hyped up for Jesus. But that's what happens. We get hyped up for worldly things and then we come like we're attending a funeral. Today in the main is not a funeral, it's the time for you to be excited, on fire, man on fire! Denzel, man on fire. Amen. Amen. Now, obviously, there's nothing that you can do on your own to manufacture all this. You need a partner, a higher authority. It's all because of God. But we still need to add our faith. Amen. Amen. We still need to be patient while things get worked out. And having done all to stand, we stand. Well, I've been standing for two years. What else are you going to do? You're just going to throw in the towel, give up, and go live like the world? I tried that for 17 years. I know that doesn't work. But I do know the miracle power of God always comes through. R.W. Shambach once said, God doesn't always pay on Friday, but He always pays on time. And I believe that. If you hearken to God's voice in uh, both Jewish and Christian uh, wisdom, if you hearken to God's voice is referring to the Word of God. The Bible. Studying the Bible and applying the Bible. Hearkening to God's voice is every believer's job assignment. I don't know what God's will is for my life. Hearken to His voice. Start there. Well, What does that mean? According to all these Bible experts in the Jewish world, in the Christian world, if you hearken to God's voice, it means you're studying the Word of God. You're studying the Bible. You're trying to work with God and partner with God, obtain His wisdom, access His promises, so that you can evolve and climb the ladder of success. Well, I just don't believe there's anything I got to do. Okay, uh, please pass out the whiteout. We're going to white out Second Timothy two fifteen. Turn over there and white this out if you argue with me. In Second Timothy two fifteen, it says, "Work hard, so you can present yourself to God and receive His approval." So go ahead and wipe that out. Or if you'd rather use scissors, just cut that out. It says, be a good worker. What are you talking about? They keep telling me on TV there's nothing I have to do. I'm striving. I'm trying to earn something. There's nothing I have to do. Okay, well, just wipe that out then. And then when you get to heaven and God says, why'd you wipe that out in your Bible? What are you going to say? Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed. People that don't work hard are the ones that need to be ashamed. We are digging into the Word of God. We are pushing ourselves. Not because we're trying to earn something mechanically with no heart and sincerity in it, but God says this is the pathway. And the harder you work, the quicker you'll obtain some things. Okay, here... Here's for your whiteout. Hebrews 11.6 He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. There you go. Cut that one out. Just take a scissors or whiteout and and, uh, just remove that from your Bible. Okay. Let's try this one. 3 John 2 Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. If there's nothing going into brain (laughs) spiritually, there's likely not going to be anything spiritually coming out. (laughs) But the reverse is true, right? So, we're talking about abundant life. We're not talking about eternal life. They're two entirely different things. Two different points of emphasis in the Bible. Neither happens automatically. You still, spiritually, you still have to confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, and then you'll be saved. That's, you know, the short version. That happens in just a twinkling of an eye. When you become born again, you receive forgiveness. You pledge your allegiance to the Lamb and bam. All of a sudden, uh, all of that opens up. But entering into abundant life is different. You've got to receive everything that God has promised and then learn how to put those principles and promises into proper action. Correctly dividing the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved so that you can correctly apply the godly principles into every situation in life. If you hearken, if you obey. If you follow divine principles, then the blessing follows. Uh, the modern day version is lather, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> That's what we're doing here in Torah study. What went wrong with Israel and what's going wrong in America today is that we've abandoned this. Right? Right? There's people being elected by, and some Christians vote for people and elect people that want to remove biblically based, faith based uh, legislation from our culture. You voted for that? Are you crazy? Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. You voted for that? That's what they call an oxymoron. (laughs) Christian votes for immoral people who pass immoral laws and yet they call themselves Christians. Man, you've you got more in common with atheists. <laughs> and atheists think that it's good public policy to, bibli- to cut out anything biblical. Any moral standard, cut it out and Christians wanna be in agreement with that I I just don't understand that so in closing I got to thinking about some things practical things tangible things when it comes to living out our faith and walking in the blessing uh, that we can try to do in our lives and so I put together 12 biblical qualities that make the blessing possible. These are things that any Christian should be practicing, including moi. And so if I'm not practicing that, you can remind me. I don't mind. I have a wife. She reminds me a lot. So I'm used to being reminded. Number one, faithfully study your Bible. That means in not just reading your Bible, but listening uh, to sermons and uh, reading books on various subjects. You need to see yourself as you're in God's master's degree program. He's the master, you need a degree. Get in the program. Number two, develop a strong prayer life. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. <speaking> pray in tongues learn the lord's prayer pray the shema lather rinse and repeat and you're interceding not just for yourself but for others number 3 with joy everybody smile with joy develop an attitude of gratitude be thankful amen i got two amens and everybody oh jeez why do we got to listen to this garbage <laughs> Say amen, somebody. We're a Baptocostal kind of church. A Judeo-Christian Baptocostal. Number four, cheerfully use God's blessing to be a blessing. Cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. Number five, with integrity, treat others the way you want to be treated. What is hateful for you, don't do to someone else. I'm not sure if this, this is one of my strong suits, so I put it in here. With patience, hear others the way you like to be heard. <laughs> most of us, well, maybe not most of us, many of us like to hear ourselves. <laughs> and especially when the game's on! <laughs> Honey, the game is on! They're moving the ball. Number seven, be forgiving so you don't give place for bitterness and resentment. Number eight, humbly learn to say you're sorry and make amends. I'm... I'm... (laughs) I'm sorry. Hard to say that sometimes. Okay, this is a good one. With empathy... Judge the whole of other people favorably. Stop defining everybody by their worst moment. We all make mistakes. Last I checked, no one's walking on water. And especially if there's been some sincere contemplation and repentance, give the person a break. God gave you a break. (laughs) And me. Number ten, don't make complaining and arguing the strong suit in your personality. Complaining and arguing. Don't make that... There's going to be times when that stuff happens, but don't make that like the dominant uh, aspect of your personality. Number 11, seek the wisdom and counsel of God before making big decisions. Pastor, I met a guy on the internet. I'm moving to Florida. Have you ever seen him in person? No, but I just know it's the Lord. Time out. Yellow flag, red flag, I'm challenging that decision. And number 12, with excellence, look for ways to serve others. Amen. Amen. 12 biblical qualities that make the blessing possible. If we lather, rinse, and repeat these kind of principles, qualities, man, we got it made in the shade. We can't lose with the stuff we use. Amen.